Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat on this beautiful Friday morning. It's Friday. It's Friday. How you feeling? I feel fine. You feel fine? I feel like it's Thursday. You're going to Tuesday, Mexico this Wednesday. weekend. You're going to Mexico to sing this weekend, honey. I know, honey. I'm and so excited. Mexico's actually got some other good news coming their way because the Trevor Project is heading there. You've got that story news on the beat in just a moment. I do, babe. Um, do want to thank all of our listeners for being here. We have a fantastic show planned for you. You've got What the Health going on today with Dr. James Simmons, as we like to call him, Dr. Jimmy Sims, uh, Ooh, talking to us about- Slim Jim. Slim Jim, yeah. How much coffee is too much? I, a, I feel like I've actually had it. You made me this Nespresso this morning. Mm-hmm. I feel How many shots did you put in it? Uh, a couple. Because I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Speaking of Slim Jims, I feel like Randy Savage. I'm ready to like rage. Um, okay, so look at your phone really quickly and see what I sent you this morning. Just go ahead and look and see what I sent okay. you this morning. Mm-hmm. It's not Randy Savage, but it's in the, <laughs> it's in the vibe. Wait, who is this? I think it's the ultimate warrior. That's me. Oh a my meme, God, you're brilliant. That, that's a gift of me after I've had a couple of espressos. We are, okay, well, it's going to be a good show because so we are know. on coffee. Well, we also have the president of the United States calling into the show today, Donald J. Trump. Well, the Amazing. former president, I guess. He did get booted out, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I would like to know how he feels about Ukraine, how he feels about Joe Biden's State of the Union address. It's a lot going on. We have a fantastic show, uh, an entire lineup of uh, fun, thoughtful conversations for you today, as we always do here on The Morning Beat. Right now, though, it's time for Michaela to give you some news on the beat. All right, babe. Well, the Trevor Project announced it will expand outside the United States for the first time. Already the world's largest suicide and crisis intervention organization for LGBTQ youth. It will soon offer its 24-7 digital crisis services to struggling youth in Mexico. Going International has been part of our three-year strategic plan. And while there are always improvements to be made, we have a crisis services model that we know works and we feel ready and equipped to take this on. A spokesperson for the organization told LGBTQ Nation. They also emphasized the urgency to reach LGBTQ youth around the world who have little to no access to the types of services we offer. Trevor Project Research estimates that globally over 40 million LGBTQ youth seriously consider suicide each year. And as such, Mexico is merely the first place the organization plans to expand. This moment marks the beginning of a larger multi-year plan to offer our crisis services across various global communities. Mexico was chosen as the first new country for services after a lengthy research and evaluation process that took several factors into account, including need and the feasibility of operating there. I love this. You know, the, the work, I'm getting married in Mexico. I can't you're, wait. You're in my wedding. My yellow dress just came in the mail and it's so hot. Oh my gosh, you have costume changes. I do. It's for, it's for you. <laughs> All right, another news. Televangelist and former Trump advisor Lou Engel has asked his followers to fast as a way to free 100,000 LGBTQ souls. And no matter what type of food-based fast they choose, Chick-fil-A, the chosen food of the anti-LGBTQ set, is off the menu. The controversial anti-LGBTQ preacher has previously compared American civil rights laws to Nazi Germany, counseled Kanye West, and served as part of an evangelical back channel to Russia during the Trump administration. Uh, Engel is partnering with the group Freedom March to promote the 40-day event. A former lesbian wrote a devotional guide while a man who has claimed to have been both gay and transgender at various times came up with the idea of the fast. Jeffrey McCall, the head of Freedom Church, a group that purports to cure people of homosexuality but has no proof of success, (laughs) recently admitted that his stint as a reformed gay man hasn't stopped him from having gay sex repeatedly. Got great. So it's working out. Okay, so this is working so well. Uh, Explain to me how... You're going to clear souls or cleanse souls 
by not eating Chick-fil-A, which is a Christian-owned fast food joint. I mean, I you shouldn't it. be eating Chick-fil-A anyway to cleanse your soul because it's not even good for you. Here's the thing. We haven't had Chick-fil-A in so many years because they hate us. I know. But it's so good. So good. Okay, it's <laughs> so good. so delicious. The it's waffle so fries and the honey mustard. But you will not tempt me, Lord. don't do it. All right, let's get into what the 72 in Palm Springs today, a high of 61 in Houston, a high of... Oh, no, mm, girl. Sounds lovely yeah, there. Yeah, 64 mm. in Vegas. Vegas. It's going to be kind of yeah. chilly. And 72 in LA. Half the country's like 64 chilly? I know. I'm a Vegas girl. I'm cold. I know you are. Uh, now, give us a vibe of the day. Uh, I'll tell you two vibes of the day. One is Lady Gaga. She's a full vibe. And Channel Q has your tickets to see Lady Gaga's Chromatica Ball at LA's Dodger Stadium on Saturday, September 10th. Uh, she's only doing 15 stadium shows the entire summer, and we've got five sets of tickets for you. Now, they go on sale on the 14th. Uh, however, you could win a pair. Yeah. Head over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win. Pretty iconic stuff. Here's Love your vibe of the day. It makes a big difference in your life when you stay positive. Worked out for the uh, the person who that quote is attributed to. Her name's Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, it sure her. did. Yeah. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, this is a really interesting conversation. You know, oftentimes as queer people, we experience a higher level of judgment than some of our, you know, straight counterparts, our cis straight counterparts. And uh, we're often asked to forgive at a higher rate. My sister, for example, is not coming to my wedding because she has changed her beliefs in adulthood and she now believes that if she were to come to my wedding that she would cry tears of sorrow because it's not what God had intended for me even though she's known and loved me and my partner for nine and a half years, right? And when that was all happening, I was very hurt once again that she had this judgment of me and my mom was talking to me and my mom's been really great. She fully supports my partner and I completely. My parents all do. I say all because I have four of them. They're divorced. But um, it really, really, really hurt me. And she said, you know what? I was talking to my friend who was like a, a, a second mother to me growing up. And she said, well, you know what? AJ's going to forgive her because that's what AJ does. And he will be the bigger person. It's what I love about AJ. It's what we all love about AJ. And at first that infuriated me because I was like, why do I have to forgive again? Yeah. Like, why is that the expectation? Like, why am I the one? Right. Um, but as it turns out, Scientifically speaking, forgiveness can improve your mental and physical health. This is according to the American Psychological Association, which brings me to this conversation that was brought to us by, by our producer. It was an article in the Huffington Post. And this person writes in and says, listen, my spouse's parents essentially disowned our entire family after we supported our transgender child. They're extremely devoted Catholics. My father-in-law was very clear on his apocalypse. Uh, apoplectic emails that we were making the wrong decision for our child. My mother-in-law went along with it because that is, quote, what wives do. <laughs> yeah, this story is super interesting to me. I will share a personal story with a dear friend of mine. He lovingly calls me his mom because he hasn't always had a great relationship with his mom. And I'm not, I'm four years older than him. I'm, I'm not that much older. But for whatever it is, we've just sort of had this connection for the past 10 years if that's how he feels about me. So he called me, his fiance called me to tell me that he was proposing to my friend um, and they wanted me to know because they didn't know what their reaction was going to be from their own parents. And mm. he wanted me to just be like prepared to maybe need to like step in and be like, yay. And help navigate. So, sure. So I was like, okay. So that did happen. He proposed last week to my friend, they're now fiancés, and neither boy's parents responded to the text that they are engaged. Oh, wow. They're very Christian. They're very strict. And they're acting like it's not happening. So I had to take my friend to lunch last week. And I said, whatever you need, like, I'm here. Like, you don't need a mom. I'll I'll do whatever the thing is that you do. Like, I'll do all the things. And I'm going to be super good at it. Like, just let me know. And we were there for a couple hours together. And it Looking at it from a perspective from an outside in, I was like, I know his, I know their parents, I know both sets of parents, and I was like, he's so this little man is sitting in front of me is so happy and so heartbroken at the same time, mm -hmm. and I don't know how as a parent you can see that and just let it go, which is always why I've had an issue with my parents because I'm like, 
How as parents are you okay with that? Yeah. However, in my bouts of therapy and working super, super hard, I have really come to terms that like our parents are so human and have no idea and broken how and don't to have do the anything. Tools. Mm. And what God brought me was a woman that is now my mother figure who actually I would have preferred over any day of the week. She's the most fun. She helps me with everything. I love her. I'm so grateful for my friend. I'll be there. I'll make it really fun. But it's like... It's so relatable to queer people. It's just so... it's We, we find our friends mm-hmm. in our family. Yeah. And... So look, if if these parents come back and they say, okay, I want to make up, I don't know. For me, it's difficult. My mom said, I want to come to your wedding now because we don't speak at all. That's the interesting thing. Like, would you invite your mom? Would you invite your dad? You know, we're at that point where my mom asked me a few weeks ago, what if your sister shows up? I'm like, well, she'll be escorted out by security because my priority is my fiance. In this situation, these parents of this trans child, of course, the grandparents cut them out for five years. And then after five years... They see this child is thriving in high school, growing up and becoming a beautiful young human being. And now they want back into life. And the internet is torn over this. And of course, this is a decision that is only up to the parents and this child, first and foremost. But what do you do? Because we all know it's better to forgive, but also, are you opening your child up to then more scrutiny by the grandparents? Because I opened my heart up to my sister again because we went through this five or six years ago, as you know. Wrote about it in my book. Thought we moved past it. And then she did the exact same thing to me almost five years to the day later and destroyed me again. Also so is it very... ever okay to not forgive if you feel like you need to protect yourself? Well, I think there's a difference of how we look at forgiveness. Did I forgive my mother for what I feel she's done to me? Yes, I have. Mm. I love my mom. I want my mom to have the best life. I want my mom to live the rest of her life feeling beautiful and good about herself. I want her to be rich. I want her to have all of the things. I want her to eat well. But I want her to travel. There's a but. And I absolutely forgive her. Sure. Unfortunately, she has shown me through much, much history, she will be unable to change. Mm. She doesn't want she doesn't want to be healthy. Yeah. She doesn't want to work on her mental illness. And I unfortunately don't feel safe around her. I feel like so many of our listeners right now can relate to that. Like they have a parent or a sibling or a loved one who is exactly right there. And that's really great advice because you have been putting in the work in therapy and I'm so proud of you for that. Thanks, babe. Because... Sometimes you can say, look, I forgive you. I forgive my sister, but I also don't have space in my life for her anymore. I don't trust her. She's and that's too what much. it is. It's literally it's hurtful. a safe space. Yeah. If you do not feel safe around your family member, that right. you can say that. Yeah. If they've caused you trauma, PTSD, and it makes you... I thought I saw my mom this weekend in Vegas. Mm. The way that my body froze up and reacted, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Mm. And I was like, oh yeah, we're not good there. We're not good yet sure. then. Forgiveness doesn't always mean opening the door. No, it doesn't. Sometimes forgiveness means letting go. Keeping it closed. And do what's best for you. It's all okay. Totally. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. Uh, Michaela, what do you have for us? Oh, this makes me so sad. You know, I think that Britney Spears started quite the trend um, of getting out of her conservatorship. Um, she also may have started conservatorships altogether. I feel like I didn't know about them until Britney Spears. But Amanda Bynes, um, after showing a little bit of of manic behavior over the years, in and out of rehabs, she was put uh, under a conservatorship as well. But she's hit Instagram this week and said, What's up, Instagram? Amanda Bynes here. My court date is coming up in two weeks. I want to thank you all so much for your love and support. Peace out. Now, she's 35 years old. Um, and, I, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, just the way that she's presenting herself, even in this video, feels like there could be still a lot of manic behavior going on. Not to judge, but I know that when my hair was one inch long on my front of my hair and 12 inches in the back and it was fire engine red i was going through some things you know what i'm saying like same i've been i I, when i permed my hair and dyed it blonde one time i was coming out of the closet right we're we're going through something yeah like you can just sort of tell it's not like an artistic choice it's like what happened yeah um and it's really really sad 
I think that we see this so oftentimes with child stars. And I think that Amanda Bynes was one of the biggest. I mean, the Amanda show to have your own comedy variety show at 13. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's major. And we've seen that all these stories coming out of... um, Nickelodeon and Disney now, like, they were not treated well on set. There's so many factors that, um... Well, young women in general, it's what, it does. It seems like it doesn't even matter. You could be an Olympic gymnast and be in sports, or you could be an actress, and all of these young women are just being just tortured to some degree and just used. Yeah, I think it's really, really sad. She, uh, wishes to terminate her conservatorship. She believes her condition is improved and protection of the court is no longer necessary, but... We have to just wait and see. I mean, she was going to school for a minute to at FITM for fashion. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happened there, but I feel like she's... Um, and, and look, it could be something as simple as the that they are overly drugging her. And that's why she's acting uh, differently. But mm-hmm. I, I, I hope the story gets handled. What's well, interesting, we're seeing... To see what happened with Britney Spears, you know... This is a good thing, though. It's a good thing that Amanda Bynes is at least cognizant enough to be like, hey, let's try to get something going. Whether or not she's ready for it is is a different thing. She's she's seen that Britney has been helped and that Britney found a way out. And maybe this will set her on a path out, too. I love seeing women get a second chance and a third chance. And, you know, Pamela Anderson's sort of having a revival right now. A lot of these women that we sort of just treated so poorly for so long. Um I want to see her healthy, for sure. Definitely. Well, we're wishing you all the best, sweet Amanda, uh, and we hope that you find what you're looking for. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of news on The Beat. Do want to remind you that coming up this hour in about 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by our nurse practitioner, Dr. James Simmons. Dr. Jimmy Sims, we love him. He's joining us for What the Health, uh, talking about abortion access. Actually, uh, the pandemic has sort of changed the game, and there's a lot of anti-abortion laws going into effect across the country. But could abortion actually become more accessible because of COVID-19 and because of some of these uh, laws that are that are enacted to do exactly the opposite. He's going to be helping us break all of that down. He's got some really great information. We love having him on the show. Right now, though, it's time for some news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have for us? All right, babe. Well, the Constitutional Court of Columbia has ruled that people should have the option of listing a non-binary gender on their official identification documents. Okay, Columbia. Okay, Columbia. Columbia, you're from Vanessa. I mean, I think Columbia, you're from Vanessa. Where are you you from, Vanessa? Where's your family from? Uh, I'm from Columbia. Oh, finally, we're stepping up. Okay, well done. You know what? Latinos are pretty conservative, so anything LGBTQ related, I was like, Okay, that's you're amazing. Moving forward, good job. Love it. A lot a of little too late. Lot of, uh, anything it, LGBTQ with any Latino country? Is Colombia very Catholic? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. That's all because I know Mexico is very, very yeah. Catholic. But parts of Mexico legalized same-sex marriage way before the United States, actually, that's which true. is why we're getting married there. So totally. that's a mixed bag. 
All right, well, the court ruled last week that the government must allow residents to opt for this category with the same guarantees of those who identify officially as binary. The decision came in a case brought by Danny Garcia, a Colombian who was assigned... Wait, wait, Danny who? Garcia. What's your last name, Vanessa? <gasps> Garcia. I think that's oh my, my God. cousin, guys. Stop. Is it? <laughs> yes, Vanessa, famous. Um, now, a Colombian who was assigned male at birth went through a gender transition and in 2019 sought an official ID listing their gender as indeterminate. The government agency in charge of issuing such documents initial, initially denied the request. All Colombian citizens who are 18 or older are issued an ID card by the National Civil Agency and it serves as their identification in voting, travel, applying for jobs and a host of other activities. The court ordered the agency to provide Garcia with the document and offer the non-binary option to others. This option is an initial step towards effective social participation. The justices wrote. This is it's a really major great, big news. What's well, a great day of news for you know South and Central America? We we're talking about Mexico, uh, the Trevor Project expanding into Mexico, which is North America, but part of it that's you know, like Central American culture, and then heading further south to Colombia. This is really fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into a little web. It's going to be a high. Not of, a little web. You love when I say that. I can't deal with you. Seventy-three in LA today. A high of sixty-four in Vegas. A high of 77 in Palm Springs, 61 in Houston, and a high of 84 in Miami with light showers. Now give us a vibe of the day. It makes a big difference in your life when you stay positive. Yeah, it does. Just do it. Just try it. All right, coming up, find out who is trying to make abortion pills more accessible and why it actually is so beneficial to women. We're joined with Dr. Jimmy Sims and What the Health coming up next. (laughs) The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What the Health. We're joined again by our dear friend, Dr. James Simmons, our nurse practitioner. Dr. James, how are you? I am doing well today. How are y'all? Well, we're doing well. And this is this is a really interesting topic of conversation because, you know, as many states are restricting uh, abortion rights uh, for women, we're talking Texas, Florida, and others, uh, a new study came out recently that showed that abil- abortion pills now account for the majority of all terminated pregnancies in the United States. Why is this significant? Well, I think this is another one of those long list of items that we're seeing sort of the silver lining, if you will, in healthcare from the pandemic that telemedicine and and healthcare remotely is something that is definitely achievable and available for a lot of people. And so, you know, but I think it's important for the listeners to sort of understand there's there's, you know, medical abortion, when we talk about that, it's taking pills that result in termination of a pregnancy. And then there is still a, you know, like an actual procedure. And it sort of depends on how many weeks you are and your health status and your health situation and what you're comfortable with. And there's lots of different factors that go into that. But medical abortion, so taking of one pill and then a few days later taking another pill, has actually been around for quite a while and has been growing in popularity because it's really, really safe. It's also something that can be, you know, before this, this rise in sort of telemedicine would be prescribed at a provider's office Mm. and then you could either start it there and then go home and finish it up or you could be prescribed and then you could take it home and start it whenever you were ready well now with telemedicine what we're seeing is that actually you know it was just slightly less than 50 percent it's somewhere around 44 45 percent of of terminated pregnancies were happening in this medical form well now it's up over 54 percent in just the last year and a half or so one of the many trends we're seeing in, you know, since the pandemic, if you will, or we're still technically in it, but that this rise of sort of remote health is really something that's great for a lot of people. I think this is a really helpful thing because I will say that I took Plan B at one point in my life and it's something that they sell over the counter at Walgreens. Um, it was very quick. It was very easy. And I think that any woman like, let's humanize this for a second. Any woman that has to get an abortion isn't, for the most part, running, skipping, and joyful about it. It's probably the most difficult decision they've ever had to make, and they're making it for reasons mm. that we don't know about. So to make it as painless and accessible, more accessible mm. and having it be done that way, I feel like 
that would be really helpful. Is this something that like Planned Parenthood can get their hands on soon to be able to start having for young, for all ages of women? Yeah, absolutely. Planned Parenthood is is doing is one of the many sort of organizations and providers of, of abortions that does have do medical uh, abortion. So med- medical abortion being with with these two sets of pills that are planned. And I think you bring up a really good, great point, Michaela, as you always do, that there are a couple of different ways. You know, if this is, you know, when we talk about medical abortion with from these two pills, um, that is on the rise. It's 54% of all U.S. abortions now. That's generally something that's a little bit more planned. It's, some, you know, after meeting with someone, having this discussion, thinking about it for a long time, like you said, this is a really, really intense decision and often one of the most difficult decisions that any person will make. Um, and then there's also this accessibility, like you said, of Plan B. So there are these reproductive health and reproductive justice options that are available for people that it, you, we don't have to jump through so many hoops to do depending on where you live. And I think that's really like the bigger conversation right now is that, you know, only 38% of women live in states that are, that have access to abortion and or plan B in a really like affirmative, healthy, helpful way. Which we, yeah. Is, well, because it's math, right. It means that 60% of women, almost 60% of uh, people who need these services live in States where it's really hard to get them. But I want to say this, I made this point last week because it's a really one that I'm so passionate about because I'm passionate about women's bodies and us having control over them. It's so funny to me that States 60% are saying no abortion. They don't even want to offer proper birth control, which from articles I'm reading now, I don't even know if birth control is the answer as old women now are saying that it's helped uh, with infertility for them, which is a conversation I would love to have with you. But then on the same hand, you're looking at Greg Abbott, who wants to take all proper resources away from our LGBTQ youth and that has the suicide rates going up. Like, none of it makes sense to me ever at all. The fact that you want to regulate women's bodies, but then want to take away resources for LGBTQ youth, it's infuriating to me. Yeah, it, it, isn't it this this really infuriating is the right term? And you know, I, I think this is this is not to be sort of like pie in the sky or too happy about all of this. But part of part of the reason that folks are fighting back so hard, the Greg Abbotts of the world, and you know, unfortunately, it tends to be the religious conservative right is fighting so hard against this is because it's this is because we're winning is, is the, 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 the easiest way to describe it. We are ch- where there's a cultural shift and change in the autonomy that people have over their bodies in how we are allowed to identify ourselves, who we want to sleep with at any point in time and why that doesn't need some sort of box designation to it. Mm. We're, we're doing this as a community and changing this. And all of those things go together. How I identify from my gender, how I identify sexually, the autonomy that I want to have over my body, regardless of the genitalia that I have. And this is so against like our, you know, years and years of puritanical history in the United States, years and years of not wanting to talk about sex, years and years of saying that uh, women and women identified people are are too dumb to know what to do with their body. We're fighting against that so hard that now they're having to get crazy and they're having to do these things about legislating trans kids and legislating trans bodies and continuing to legislate, you know, cisgender women's bodies. And uh, we, uh, to me, what this shows is that we're increasing access to healthcare, which as a provider, I am all for, but that also that we just have to keep fighting because if we keep fighting and the, the Greg Abbott's of the world keep digging their heels in, we will ultimately win if we don't give up. You better preach. Well, we appreciate you so much. Uh, we want to continue this conversation uh, because scientists identify the best amount of coffee to drink each day. Uh-oh. Are we over drinking, mm-hmm. under drinking? I'll tell you, I had a lot of coffee this weekend and went to a wedding without you, Dr. James, and it sucked without you. You're my coffee <sighs> coming up. How dare. I know. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What the Health. Every time I hear that original theme song from Grey's Anatomy, it makes me so happy because the show's good again. Um, And uh, one thing that is not ever not good is our guest, Dr. James Simmons, our nurse practitioner. That was the most clunky 
uh, transition I've ever made in my entire life. It was very I'll like, take it, AJ. It, I love it. you know what it was? It was early Whoopi Goldberg, the view. Cause those first few seasons, she couldn't transition to save her life. Um, <laughs> but look where she is now. You're so definitely I, way better. So I have hope. Uh, let's talk about this article though. Uh, what is the perfect amount of coffee? If there is, because sometimes we drink a little bit of coffee here in the morning. We're here early every day. Our oh, producer, really? especially, so much to the point we got a Keurig machine, and I went and bought a whole selection of coffees so that our producer could feel loved and supported. But sometimes she gets a little bit, eh, dare I say, cracked out. She drinks a little bit too much too fast. So, what do we know about coffee drinking habits, and is there a right amount and a wrong wrong amount? You mean the right amount of coffee that I'm smoking right now? I'm all for this one. And listen, there are so many of these studies that come out there like, you should do this and you should do that and drink, you know, so it's good for you, so it's bad for you, coffee's good for you, coffee's bad for you, like whatever. This one is actually a, a halfway decent study done by a pretty reputable organization. So I, I'm happy to look at the results, mostly because they looked at so many people. They looked at half a million coffee drinkers and they followed them over years. And what they look, wanted to look at was, Lots of different associations between what we call in research land, all, ca- all cause mortality. So what caused you, these people to die? And then very specifically related to heart health. So was it related to coronary artery disease? So did their artery plaque get, you know, did they get plaque in their arteries and die from that? Okay. So they just want to make associations. It's very, very important that people understand these are just associations. It's not like coffee's going to save your life or coffee's going to kill you, whatever. But what they looked at was half a million people over years did they develop coronary artery disease? And did they die from that? And interestingly, they found that people who drank between half a cup and three cups of coffee a day had a 12% lower risk of overall mortality dying years later, and a 17% lower risk of death caused by coronary artery disease as compared to people who didn't drink any coffee at all. The way that I held my breath for you to give me this good news and now I am screaming on the inside. I'm so happy (laughs) because, and also, I don't know if this plays a part. I grew up in a very weird family. I started drinking coffee at five years old. My grandma and my papa would let me have it. Um, And so does it matter when you start drinking coffee as well? Does that work in your favor? Does it matter? So this particular study didn't necessarily look into those, but what we knew, what we know about that question sort of overall at people who have looked at coffee before, and, and listen, there are some haters out there who are like, why are you even studying coffee? Like there's so many more. Uh, because it's incredible. Well, it, because A, it's incredible. I agree. I am clearly a biased coffee person, but also like there are 8 billion people on the planet, like seven and a half billion of us like drink coffee, right? Like it's, it's a big deal. And heart disease is the number one killer of everyone in the world. So if we can understand if there's something about like a daily habit that we have or a daily thing that we're consuming that we actually don't really know a ton about, if there's, we can find out more about it, that, that's better for all of our health, right? So there, I really think that this is important that we do things like this. Long story short to your uh, question, Michaela, it doesn't probably matter when you start drinking coffee. So that old wise tale, that old adage of like, you know, coffee is going to stunt your growth. Mm-hmm. It's not really a thing. The issue with coffee is, A, people have way different caffeine tolerances. Mm. So like my husband can drink like four pots of coffee and then take a nap. Like he completely has like, it's like, it's like it's really? high tolerance to coffee. Yeah, it doesn't bother him at all. Um, I get a little jittery after like two and a half, three cups. Like I have to stop. The issue though is what's, in your coffee. Oh, there it is. There it is. It's the vanilla creamer. Yes, and the artificial whatnot and all of this and Mm. tons of dairy and blah, blah, blah. I've had a nice conversation. I'm going to have to let you Listen, I keep telling myself stevia (laughs) is fine for me. Um, Okay, Dr. James Williams, we're not your welcome, so I'm going to go grab a cup of coffee Uh and I will see you at the wedding for a dance-off. I cannot wait. I'm glad you're drinking coffee. Goodbye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. Michaela, take it away. Ugh, this story is really intense. I don't know how I feel about it. Okay, so... Ryan Coogler is a Black Panther director, if you do not know. Obviously very successful, iconic, incredible. So he went to Bank of America this week. He walked in rocking shades and a COVID face mask. Totally not uncommon because we're still in a pandemic. And also, you know, people wear their sunglasses in. So he handed the teller a withdrawal slip that had a note written on the back. Now we're told the message was read, I would like to withdraw $12,000 cash from my checking account. Please do the money count somewhere else. I'd like for it to be discreet. Now, understandable considering the amount of money he was getting, but this led to the teller thinking something suspicious was going down and cops were called for an attempted robbery. When officers arrived, they detained two people waiting outside for Ryan in an SUV. But after the investigation, the police say it was all just a huge mistake and the fault actually lies with the bank of America employee, a woman who is described as a pregnant black woman. Now, according to the report, when the teller went to make the transaction on her computer, it triggered some sort of an alert. She told her boss, Coogler, was attempting to rob the bank. That's when they called 911. In the end, the cops are saying, like, we totally screwed up and we feel so bad. But what do you do with that? Like... I, I, yeah. How do you not? Did you? I don't know. It feels like an honest mistake. If you see the, if you see him, he's literally in a hoodie with one hand in his pocket. So I know hoodies were like, they're problematic for different reasons. A lot of times, white people see a black person in a hoodie and think they're 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 scary and they're hiding something, right? But hoodies do have pockets that can hide things. So I think that's part of the reason that hoodies are like problematic for some people. He's also got a mask on because of COVID. He's also wearing black sunglasses indoors because he's famous. But for normal people, that might seem a little bit odd, right? Because somebody's wearing sunglasses indoors. And then he's got a black like beanie hat on that's rolled up that looks like a burglar in a movie or a cartoon. So he's wearing the costume, but he's a very, very successful, wealthy man. I think what gets me even more than any of the the look of it all, because I would never think twice. But this is a black woman who saw a black man and a thought this. A pregnant woman. Yes. And the fact that he wrote the note is the thing that, for me, is a little bit interesting. Uh, and it, it's the word I'd like to be discreet. I think discreet, you might not have a full understanding of that what that word actually even means. It might You might process that, maybe, especially if you're you know pregnant and feeling like a little bit on edge already. You're working and you're carrying a child. And then somebody used the word discreet. That 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 can mean to you, hey, stay quiet. Yeah, I I, so just, I can see how it can be a misunderstanding. I feel like I've never had twelve thousand dollars to pull out of a bank, <laughs> yeah, that so part. I wouldn't be like, hey, keep this discreet. I'm like, pull out my two hundred dollars right now. I yell it so people don't have that much money. Well, also where he wrote it, it literally says on the seat right above it. You can see on this note on TMZ, it says, "Do not write in this area." Yeah. And then he wrote in that area. I feel like it was an honest mistake. <laughs> I, I don't even think it had anything due to race. I feel like when you are conversing with your bank teller, you just sort of whisper it or you say it. I don't know. Maybe the bank was full. Also, pulling out $12,000 is a lot of money. You don't want anybody to see you. But doesn't he have um, like a personal accountant that can handle Usually, if you go into a bank like this, you can go to a private area, sit down, and meet with somebody as opposed to going to a teller. I mean, I don't know. I But I do, I will say, it definitely feels like an honest mistake. I yeah. hope so. I mean, it's just a lot of money. 
All right, coming up, our dear friend John DiDominico joins us as the one and only Trump. We're talking Biden, oil prices, and his take on it. It's been a while. It'll be nice to have him back coming up in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Super excited to have you here. Also super excited about our guest this hour, the former president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, calling into The Morning Beat. Love him or leave him. Uh, the guy is entertaining, and he's going to be joining us here in about 15 minutes. We've got a lot to catch up on. It's yeah. been a while since we've heard from him. You know he had that, that scare over the Gulf of Mexico. His plane was rerouted. Luckily, he's safe and sound and back on the ground and calling into our show. Yes. So I can't even believe this is happening. Love to see it. Can't stand the guy, but he's funny. That's true. (laughs) Right now, though, it's time for News on the Beat. What do you have for us? All right, honey. Well, amidst massive outcry against Disney's refusal to speak out against Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill, CEO Bob Chappick announced yesterday that the company will donate $5 million to the Human Rights Campaign and other LGBTQ rights organizations. Chappick also said he would meet with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to discuss somehow preventing the bill, which would stop teachers from mentioning LGBTQ people in elementary schools from being weaponized against LGBTQ. LGBTQ people. The human rights campaign will not accept this money from Disney until we see them build on their public commitment and work with LGBTQ plus advocates to ensure that dangerous proposals like Florida's don't say gay or trans bill don't become dangerous laws. And if they do to work to get them off the books, uh, said HRC's interim president, Johnny, I'm sorry, Joni Madison. Disney has been in hot water ever since it was revealed that the company donated to the GOP sponsors of the bill and subsequently refused to take a public stance against it. Listen to me. This is where we make change. Go off HRC. Yeah. You said I'm not taking the $5 million. I'm so tired of Mm -hmm. months like June and July, Pride, where everyone gets to like, like, okay, I'm gay. Here's some money, gays. But then when real bills and real things happen, they step away. We find out that Disney and AT&T and NBC Universal, you know, I've worked with all of them. And then they turn around and they stab us in the back by, you know, giving money to the people that are trying to harm us. And then in June, they put up a a rainbow logo for a month as if that's the real talk. It's because they make money off of it. Yep. But here's the thing. We can also make money off of them. Like we continue continue to use those corporate sponsorships to make money so that we have the funds to fight back. So the HRC has the ability to be like, no, we don't want your five million dollars until you do this. That's a baller move. Yes. Like, nope, don't want the five mil. Do what's right. And I then think we'll it's take amazing. It. And then we'll take it on top you of it. You know that. what? This reminds me of the segment we did uh, this week called F.U. Money. F.U. Money, yeah. Sometimes you don't have it, but sometimes you can also say, F.U. don't need it. Don't need I'm it. taking a stance. Yep. And that's what I love to see. What we need is your vote. Yes, we, we need do. need to vote to protect our rights because we deserve them. All right. In other news, the Trevor Project announced that it will expand outside the United States for the first time. Already the world's largest suicide and crisis intervention organization for LGBTQ youth. It will soon offer its 24-7 digital crisis services to struggling youth in Mexico. Going international has been part of our three-year strategic plan. And while there are always improvements to be made, we have a crisis services model that we know works and we feel ready and equipped to take this on. A spokesperson for the organization told LGBTQ Nation. They also emphasize the urgency to reach LGBTQ youth around the world who have little to no access to the types of services we offer. Trevor Project research estimates that globally over 40 million LGBTQ youth seriously consider suicide each year. And as much uh, and as such, Mexico is merely the first place the organization plans to expand. Love it. Really great. I love the Trevor Project. Really great. All right, let's get into a little weather. 52 in New York, 68 in LA, 59 in Vegas, 72 in Palm Springs, and 72 in Houston. Now give us a vibe of the day. It makes a big difference in your life when you stay positive. It's not always easy, but find something to be grateful for and your day will turn around and so will your life. Hang in there. Hang in there, honey. Don't worry about it. All right. Trump is no longer our president, but he still can be a guest on this show. Our very own John DiDomenico comes to talk about Biden, the Don't Say Gay Bill, and where is Melania? Coming up. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. You know that sound. We used to play a different intro 
But then he got booted out of the White House. So now we play the Apprentice intro because Donald J. Trump, former president of the United States, is on the line. Former President Trump, how are you? Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, uh I'm still the president. I'm still the president. Trumpy, how are you going to be so bad and you haven't even hardly said anything yet? One word is already a lie. He's AJ is already fake news. He's already fake news. I am still the president. I'm doing a tremendous job, except all the stuff that's crappy like the high gas prices. That's Joe Biden's fault. Oh, yeah. So trust me, we're going to get there. Uh, But talking about fake news, I'm going to get your take on this. You know, Vladimir Putin invaded uh, Ukraine and the world joined forces to rebuke his efforts. But uh, according to news outlets, it seems that you're in support of his actions. Is that fake news or do you actually support Vladimir Putin? Well, first off, you're using a lot of mean words. You've always been so mean, AJ. So mean. <laughs> I don't think so. So mean, I have to tell you. You're saying invasion. They were, It's not an invasion when people invite you, the Ukrainian people. Are like, come in, come in, no. roll the tanks in, no. roll the missiles. Come on in. It's fantastic. You know, I talk to Pootie every day. I've got so many tremendous nicknames for him. Pootie. The Poots. Yes, Vladdy. You know what? He's a tremendous, he's a genius. He's a genius. He's savvy and he's very smart. Vladdy the daddy. Vladdy the daddy. How did you know that? How did you know that? You're like like Hillary. You've been spying on my car. So sad at Planet Q. Speaking of daddies. I do want to talk about Zaddy, President Zelensky, who is an actor and has quickly become a hero to the world. I mean, people really love him, Trump. Is it possible that you're actually a little bit jealous of the way the world has embraced him? Because, I mean, they love him. First off, big difference, okay? I was a game show host. He was just a loser actor. There's a big difference here. I think we can say that right off the bat, okay? Uh, You know what I mean? And I look at him and I'm thinking, like, he's not good looking. He doesn't have movie star looks. You know, he barely speaks English. So I don't know why everybody's so impressed with this guy. I want to hightail it out of that. I have to tell you. I will say this. Some people would disagree with your assessment, but that's okay. Let's let's get a little bit closer to home. Let's hit the let's let's get personal for a moment because your wife Melania, in all seriousness, is a European immigrant. Have you seen her? Have you seen her? I've seen yes, sir. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen the former. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't seen her recently. If that's what you're asking, do you know where she is? Well, I, I think I think you know where she is because she really likes she really likes Michaela. She likes Michaela. Yeah, Melania you know? and I are really good friends. I've done the girl code that I will not tell you where she is. Oh, Trump. fair. We're that's not, fair. I'm not going to be able to disclose. AJ, that. if you know, AJ, if you know, you know the code. Bros before hoes. So okay. please tell me where she is. So I so I can assume then that your that your that your wife, who is a European immigrant, by the way, uh, has not shared her thoughts on the war in Ukraine with you, President Trump. No, she's you know she's you know Slovenia is very close to Ukraine and all of those places, mm. but I know that she's probably not happy about it. She's mm. probably not happy about it. But I think in the end, it's going to be good for everybody. I think everybody wins. Well, listen, Everybody little wins. buddy, uh, Rob, De- uh, Rob, not Rob DeSantis, but I would don't mind. Ron DeSantis is being a bad boy yeah. over in Florida. He uh, was really pushing for the don't say gay bill that has just passed. Uh, it's a really sad thing. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing because, you know, like kids in seventh and eighth grade, they always say like, oh, that's so gay. That's gay. You know, and now oh, they wow. can't say that. I think that's a good thing. I, I think that's a good thing. You know what? You know what? I We never agree, but <laughs> I, actually, I, I was called gay, Jay, a lot in junior high. So I guess actually, I... Actually, you have a point, Trump. Yeah, you like, might... Yeah, because something. you see, the thing is with that bill, if a, if a kid says something negative to a gay kid, well, then the kid who said it's in trouble... And I hope they use the bill that way, but yeah. they probably won't. Yeah, they, they, no, yeah, they probably, definitely no. will not. No. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious, though, because now that you're not the president, I feel like there's more on the table. I'd like to ask you, you know, uh, if your son Barron, for instance, came home one day and shared that they identified as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, your response would be? I would say you're the tallest LGBTQ kid ever. Ever. The tallest ever. Oh, that's sweet. That's supportive. I love that. Okay, Trump. Okay. Well, here's somebody that I hope you'll be supportive of. Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. His poll numbers are up after his State of the Union address. Did you happen to catch that? How in the world are his numbers? He did the shortest State of the Union. I mean, I walked away to get something to drink and it was over. I mean, come on. Come on. So you did watch. 
I, I have I have to know what he's saying, but I didn't even hear it. I, I saw it took it took him longer to walk in and get to that little thing where they all stand than his speech. Than his speech. And did you see his little brain, the little hamster wheel, just spinning away? Spinning away, it was sad. It was sad. I don't think he knows where he is. He really doesn't. (laughs) Did you know he's so old they discontinued his blood type? Okay, that that. is not... That is okay. not true, President Stop Trump. Stop it, Trump. Listen, you can't say that. It's true. He's so old. They're not even buying green bananas at the White House. <laughs> <laughs> Only the yellow ones. We're taking it one day at a time. Okay. Right, they're like one day. They're buying one banana, and it's yellow. That's it. Well, many, many are really excited about Joe Biden right now because he's about to place his first nominee on the Supreme Court, and it will be a qualified black woman, very, very qualified. You know, as someone who did appoint three white people to that same bench, uh, is there any reason you made the choices you made, and do you support his choice? You know, I I, I see what you're like a gotcha question. There's a lot of diversity in my three choices, okay? We had an old skinny white guy, and then an old skinny white woman, and then another old skinny white guy. That's a lot of diversity right there. <laughs> no, no, Oh, no. my gosh, Rob. You're the worst. Okay, well, listen, thank you so much for joining it. I have to say. No, no, I, no. I can stay oh. on the entire day with you. I've got nothing else to do. Oh, my tea time's not for like two hours. you got so a lot of free time. Oh. Movies. We're oh. talking about movies. Mrs. Maisel. Oh, like, you uh, like Mrs. Mrs. Maisel, Trump? TV show, President Trump. You like Trump. that TV show? Yeah. funny. <laughs> well, she's like Joan Rivers before Joan Rivers was Joan Rivers. Oh, so, wow. you know, like, see that? I'm keeping up with pop culture. Keeping up with pop culture. Look at this There's guy. nothing more current than a Joan Rivers reference yeah. in 2022. Uh-huh, that's, that's what right. I know. I'm that's so right. That- I'm, I'm cutting edge here with my, with my uh, you know, references. Yeah, how about Have this? you seen yeah. Euphoria? <laughs> Uh, euphoria? No, what's Euphoria? Oh, my God. Okay. It's one of the most current shows, Trump, and that's going to be your task to watch it if you want to call back on the show and spend the entire day with us, okay? Euphoria. It sounds like the name of a stripper, but I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> well, we know you know a lot about strippers. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Okay, so this segment never, ever gets old. If you're not on Reddit, you need to be for one reason and one reason only. There's a thread on Reddit uh, called Am I the A-Hole? Where people share, you know, something they've encountered in their life sometimes, in their friendships, relationships, and their family. And they say, I really need you guys to vote. I need your help. Who's the A-Hole here? Is it me or the other person? So... This man, who is from the United States but lives in Japan, uh, took to Reddit to help get some perspective on a dilemma that he and his wife just had, an argument they've had many times apparently, um, because they're on a 12-hour flight right, for a month-long holiday together, and he was offered an upgrade to business class, but did not then get the upgrade for his wife. It was free for him, and he had the option to pay to upgrade her, which would have been thousands of dollars, Um, but he went, and she did not. People are saying he's the a-hole for taking the upgrade, uh, and that he should have either paid for her or denied the upgrade and stayed and coached with her. A 12-hour flight's a long time. Who's the a-hole? And do you take the upgrade, Michaela? Um, I don't know. I'll speak for me and Lisa. First of all, I'm 5'2". So if there was an upgrade to be had, I would give it to Lisa because yeah, she's 5'8". Yeah. Also, she's hot. And yeah. she does so much for me that I'd be like, "You please, like, you take it. We would then proceed to fight about it because she wouldn't take it. Then she'd want me to take it because I'm a singer, whatever. And then we just fight for 12 hours and coach about who's taking first class. <laughs> so that's literally what would happen. Hear, Nobody would get the upgrade. I hear move on. you. Well, it's interesting because so for on United, for instance, uh, I'm Premier 1K, which is like the second highest level status you can get. I got it years ago because an executive from United heard me talk at a conference in Wisconsin and gifted it to me and my partner. Amazing. So we both had it. Well, now this year, though, only I have it because I fly enough that I maintained it last year during the pandemic. My partner has not. So he gets he gets the status through me. There have been times, though, where I'm looking at these upgrade lists. We're flying cross-country, and the difference between coach – uh, which I never, ever, ever, ever fly anyways. I fly like premium economy or like economy plus, which is basically coach with like four or five inches of extra leg room because I'm 6'5". I'm a big guy. Yeah. My partner's 6'3". We yeah. don't fit in coach. It doesn't happen. Um, but there have been instances, and it will happen more often this year, where I'm higher on the upgrade list. And I've been so – I watch – I watch it, I check my app, I look to see what seats are being upgraded, and I get nervous. I haven't been faced with it yet. 
but I'm like, what would I do? What would you do? If I get a lay down bed in the private pod or get a seat that reclines two and a half inches, I genuinely, I would give it to him, offer it to him if he wanted it and let him take it first because it is not worth it. I've been in a relationship with him for almost 10 years. He would never, I don't think he would take it, but I think we'd probably both stay in coach together. Because yeah. what we end up doing in coach, if we are back in like, like <laughs> regular, ste- the, the steerage, um, is that what it's called? If I we're have back, no idea. If we're back there, I usually sit in the window seat and then he sits in the middle seat and then he lies up against me. And so that's, that's we cuddle the entire time we fly. He brings a little pillow and lays on me. The only positive upside to this is if you do say, I'm going to take the business class seat, you can make the case to your partner that because I'm leaving, the seat next to you is now going to be open. So you're going to have two seats. If you can, Maybe. If you can sell it that way, you might get out of trouble. But I don't think you're taking this guy to, for 12 hours. He left her in coach. Yeah, I think it's messed up. Uh-uh. I think it's the a-hole. I think the least he could have done was let her flown in it. I mean, like, I'm gifting it to you, babe, Give or just stay in the back. Yes, because then he's going to have an empty seat next to him. So he could still have a little bit more luxury, even if it's not full luxury. Yes, Vanessa. What if they split the time? I knew you were going to say that. They don't let you. Six. Oh, they, they won't let you. Oh, they don't? No. That's messed up. No, because if you're in business class, it's very, like, it's a different situation up there. And they greet you by name. Good evening, Mr. Gibson. Can I get you a glass of champagne or a cocktail before we take off? Can I get you a warm towel? It's a very different level of experience. And remember, okay, you remember the movie Bridesmaids? Yeah. Where they flew first class. Totally. And, and Kristen Wiig's character was back in coach. And then she got drunk off of like, she took like a Valium or something to relax and then drank some whiskey. And then she walked up there and she kept talking to the flight attendant. She kept calling him Stove because his name was Steve. And they're like, no, you can't. You can't. And then Rose Byrne's character, I believe, was like, no, she can have my seat. Everybody should experience coach at some point in their life. And they're like, no. She's being a total bitch. But they're like, no, she can't do that. You actually can't. You can't just swap out and just take take breaks. That would be great, though. I'll tell you, I've only ridden in first class a few times. But the one that I remember most was right after American Idol. I got invited to Lionel Richie's birthday. Mm. And I was flying to New York with my manager at the time. And they kept bringing me champagne. And I was like... Do they know I'm not allowed to drink this? And my manager was like, just drink it. And I was like, Yeah, were you like 18? I was 17. 17, (laughs) And I was drinking champagne in first class on my way to Lionel Richie's birthday. And I got to the hotel and I was like, you just had champagne. (laughs) It was iconic. (laughs) The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's almost time for another round of What's Poppin'. Uh, before we get to that, though, I do want to remind you uh, who's poppin'. It's Lady Gaga. She's one of my all-time favorites. There's, like, really Beyonce and Lady Gaga. They're 1A and 1B. I won't say which one is A, which one is B. It changes every day. Mm-hmm. However, what's not changing is is your opportunity to go see Lady Gaga in concert because Channel Q has your tickets to her Chromatica Ball at LA's Dodger Stadium Saturday, September 10th. She's only got 15 stadium tour uh, uh, stadium shows this entire summer. It's a huge opportunity. Uh, and we've got five sets of tickets that we're giving away. Head over to wearechannelq.com right now. Enter for your chance to win. Pretty iconic stuff. Yes, iconic. Now, uh, what's popping? Okay, so I'm going to just sort of talk about the new Kardashian show on Hulu in general, because a lot's coming out. They're making money. They're making over nine figures, Uh which we talked about earlier. Pete Davidson will not be aired on the Hulu show. But more importantly, and I want your guys' take on this. It was a big deal yesterday. Kim Kardashian made a comment that said, I have advice for women in business. (laughs) And she said... Get your butt up and get to effing work. Yeah. Right? And when you listen to the rest of the message, she's saying, like, um, surround yourself with people who want to work. Surround yourself with people who love their jobs. And so there was criticism and there was hype. Mm -hmm. Jamila Jamil responded immediately and said, as much as I respect and understand the Kardashians... They still grew up with two very successful parents Mm -hmm. in a mini mansion, Mm -hmm. and their 24 hours a day was very different than most people's 24 hours in a day. Yeah. So, it's begging the question, what does that feel like? I mean, because also, it's not like Kim was like, yeah, babe, 
get to work. She was like, get your effing ASS up and well, get to work. Well, here's what I will say. So, yeah, makes really great points. Jamila Jamil can be a little bit controversial. She has opinions about a lot of things regardless. Sometimes I agree with them. Sometimes she's a little bit much. So that is that is a separate thing. Also lives. Uh, did the girls grow up with privilege? Absolutely they did. They lost their father at a very young age. That could crush a lot of people. Uh, Kim Kardashian had a sex tape that for anyone else would have destroyed their entire lives. She and her family decided to make lemonade out of lemons in the biggest way possible. And I hear... I hear that that can be like, it can, cause on one hand, it can kind of sound like Donald Trump being like, well, I worked really hard. I started off with a small million dollar loan from my dad, and that's how I made it. And you're like, hey, come on, really? You're privileged. But on the other hand, she's now worth $1.8 billion. She's also in law school. Yeah, that doesn't, and she's getting people out of prison. Like women who, I are, know. so she's also like, there's a lot of work that goes into that. You don't just also, become a, a two billionaire by chance. I also love your point because when she did get into fame, the amount of criticism and scrutiny that destroyed she was put me. under. I mean, they still make fun of her. Mm-hmm. They made fun of that family so badly. Yep. And it did not break her. And she said this. She finally addressed this and it actually gave me goosebumps. She goes, yeah, I'm tired of people saying they don't know why we're famous. We don't sing. We don't act. We don't dance. Guess what? We live our lives. And guess what? We made it. And we entertain. Yes. They're very, very entertaining. They're fascinating. And she's a really great mother. She's a really great sister. She never talks about Kanye. No. And and also, I will defend the Kardashians all day long. Yeah, I I think they're actually kind of fantastic. And they're a really great family. And she talks to her sisters. And you've seen her talk to Courtney about business the same way. She's just exactly the same with her own family as she is with, you know, the masses. She gets on her sister's butt and says, hey, work harder. Work harder on your brand. And also... So she's consistent. I will say I woke up this morning with a little pep in my step. I was like, Kim didn't tell me to effing get up. Because also, I think we're we're teetering on a line where we're like, mental health. Don't go to work. Yeah, we've been through a lot. Let's just stop. You know what? Just stay in bed. Yeah. Like, we also have to be like... Okay, baby, let's go. We can acknowledge it and keep going because yes. here's the thing. Here's the thing about what she is saying. You have a 0% chance of success if you don't try. Yeah. What's uh, the worst that's going to happen out of working really hard? Yeah. <laughs> you have yeah. an opportunity. I mean, look at Chris Jenner. No one's bringing that She's one to town. <laughs> She's iconic. Nobody. Yeah, and the thin, the, the skin is thick on those curls, and, the, and I respect and that. And the thin is skicks, too. And the thin is skims. <laughs> and the skims are thin. The, the skin is thick and the skims are thin. Mm. Thank you, Kardashians. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Tell me something good. This is something great. The Smithsonian is doing something really, really cool. They've unveiled 120 statues of women for Women's History Month. It's all part of their hashtag if then she can the exhibit uh, and they are shining a light on some pretty incredible females and and oftentimes when a statue is made of someone it's somebody who's been dead and gone for 50 or 100 years right many of these women are very much alive and well right now and it's it's this historic exhibit is being called the largest collection of statues of women ever assembled this is so iconic and it's available uh, to view at the Smithsonian in D.C. Uh, in the gardens at the Smithsonian from March 5th until the 27th. And uh, some of these female trailblazers that are being uh, highlighted. Um, Jessica Esquivel, she's one of only 150 black women with a Ph.D. in physics in the United States. Also, Karina Popovich is a college student who used a 3D pl- uh, printer and made over 82,000 pieces of personal protective equipment for healthcare workers Woo! during the coronavirus pandemic. Love the list to see goes it. on and on and on, but this is iconic. You walk right up to these statues in this beautiful garden. They're all orange, which is kind of cool. And you scan a QR code in front of them, and it tells you the entire story of this incredible, incredible human being. I think it's fabulous. I think it's love it. Lovely. I mean, Women's History Month. Like, what, what better way to commemorate? That's so cool. I love it. I do, too. All right. This story is amazing. A guy forgot to change his address in his Chipotle app, and it resulted in the sweetest exchange. This has happened to me. So he'd ordered dinner from the Chipotle app and was checking on the map to see how far away the driver was when he realized that the driver was half a continent away. <laughs> Davis had been staying at a hotel in 
Iowa the last time he ordered and he forgot to go back and change the delivery address to his home in Maryland. So he contacted Chipotle, but the customer service person told him they couldn't do anything since it was already out for a delivery. Uh, deli- delivery? Delivery. It's what? like a delivery to a celebrity. Delivery. Uh, so when the delivery person texted Davis to let him know they were there, he explained what happened. He said, I'm here with your order. He said, take it with you, bro, and enjoy the lunch. I forgot to change my address, and I currently am in Maryland. The guy responds, um, okay, thanks. But then a short while later, they sent another message that made Davis's sharing of the story go viral. <laughs> I want you to thank you again, they wrote. It's my brother's birthday today, and he is laid to rest not far from where you had me take this delivery. Oh, my gosh. I'm having lunch with him today because of you. You have no idea how much that means to me. I truly appreciate it. Ugh. Um, If that's like... That's not God, not the, the most universe. beautiful story. I, Something. Mm. It's you. I know. You know. Going into the weekend with everything happening, um, I think it's really important to remember that there, whoever you see is your higher power. There is somebody up there. There's somebody watching over us. There's somebody making sure we're doing okay. There's moments like this, and I, I just hope that everyone has a little bit more faith in life in general and. You know, pray to your little angels. Everyone's always there listening. And uh, I, I love this story so much. That is so beautiful and so touching. Um, very dissimilar to the one time I accidentally did this. And I was maybe high on edibles. And I sent a bag full of s'mores uh, making materials. <laughs> graham crackers and Hershey's candy you bars and marshmallows. Up. And also peanut M&Ms, which I was craving, <laughs> to my friend Victoria's home because I'd been there recently. <laughs> and a week later, I had this craving. And she goes... They wasn't being delivered, and I was so upset. And then weeks after that, she tells me that this crazy person tried to deliver all these snacks to her one time, and I was like, oh, my God, it was me. I did it. I forgot to change the address. You're a moron. So this God, story I love is you. much more touching than mine. All right, well, I'm out of here. I'm going to Mexico to sing for Debbie Reynolds' Eva granddaughter. Ma- Billy Lord. Say Billy Lord. Okay, Billy Lord. It's Carrie Fisher's daughter. Okay, I'm doing it. I mean, Billy Lord's also very famous. All right, I'm doing it, honey. You're wild. Uh, but have a great rest of your weekend. For now, listen to three hours of some fabulous music. We'll see you Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.